From How to Barbecue Right Studios in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. Today is our special Ward 5 interviews. They are Leslie Bierman and Beth Rawls. Leslie Bierman, you will hear first as we get to those interviews in just a moment, simply because she interviewed first. Now, usually, as the rules are, you know, it'll be the first person interviews goes first, and then, or if there's a lady, they will go first. Well, in this case, both the women. Yep. And so we did it in the order that they were interviewed. Miss Bierman came in this, over the weekend. Beth sat down with us a couple of days ago on Monday. And so, again, that's the order they'll appear. Uh, but again, two great interviews. Yep. Uh, hopefully, the uh, listeners in Ward 5 and also the listeners throughout the city uh, will tune in, listen to what they have to say for their vision for Hernando. But before that, Matt, we need to uh, let you know about our sponsors. That's exactly right, Derek. Our presenting sponsor for 2021 is Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Team Couch possesses over 64 years of combined real estate experience. They have been voted DeSoto County's best realtor multiple times. They are ranked as a top team in Mississippi by America's Best Real Estate Professionals. That's a national publication that ranks Team Couch of Birch Realty Group as a top team in Mississippi. Whether you are buying or selling real estate, call Team Couch. As I've said for the last several weeks, now is a perfect time to start investigating the sale of your home. They are offering a free, no-obligation market analysis. Again, that is free, no-obligation market analysis for your home. Give the number one team in residential real estate a call at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Or find them at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. The candidates you're about to hear were nice enough to sit down with us at the How to Barbecue Right Shop Studios. How to Barbecue Right Shop is located 500 yards past Connection Gymnastics in Hernando. This store has everything a man needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. Whether it's a high-end smoker, rubs, sauces, cast iron, knives, thermometers, cutting boards, Malcolm's Shop has what you need. If you've ever seen Malcolm's How to Barbecue Right cooking videos, you need to stop by and check out his store today. You can call them at 662 662- 912-9947 that's 662-912-9947 or find them on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop that's H2Q Malcolm Shop again how to barbecue right shop located 500 yards past Connection Gymnastics at the corner of Whitfield Drive and Memphis Street Lauderdale Insurance Agency your local State Farm provider is located at 11 West Commerce Street, directly across from the Hernando Post Office. Lauderdale Insurance is owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, former alderman and local resident of Hernando. His team specializes in insurance for auto, life, home, and business. Mr. Sam encourages you to compare coverage, service, and price, but feels confident Lauderdale Insurance should be your insurance provider. Please call Sam, Sherry, Angie, or Jennifer at 429-5213. That's 429-5213. Or find them on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency. That's Lauderdale Insurance Agency on Facebook. North Point is over the moon excited to announce they have added an evening open house for the month of March. On Monday, March 22nd, they will have an evening open house at 6 p.m. 
Swing by After Work and see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes have made North Point DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. NCS is conveniently located in DeSoto County near the intersection of Goodman and Getwell Roads. For nearly 50 years, the school has been delivering a high-quality and affordable private education that is distinctively and unapologetically Christian. School representatives will be on hand to answer your questions about North Point's distinctive approach to school health and safety, as well as their unmatched academic, athletic, and arts offerings. Reserve your spot today by contacting their Director of Admissions, Mrs. Sheila Sharon, at 662-349-5127. Again, Mrs. Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5127. Today's interviews brought to you by DeSoto Family Dental Care which has been a presence under the water tower for multiple decades. With over 60 years of combined dental experience, Drs. Seymour, Paroli, and Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments, general dentistry, implants, implant-supported dentures, and now Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process from beginning to end. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference or give them a call at 662 429-5239 for the DFDC difference. We will now turn to the interviews for the Ward 5 candidates. The first interview will be uh, Matt sitting down with Leslie Bierman, a longtime resident of Hernando. She was nice enough to come in this weekend to go on the UTW podcast to try to get her message out to the constituents. And so we'll go to her interview now. Excited to welcome in Miss Leslie Beerman sitting down with me on a Sunday afternoon, a beautiful sunny Sunday afternoon to visit about her and her candidacy for the Ward 5 Alderman seat here in Hernando, left vacant by Miss Kathy Brooks, who is no longer is not running for re-election. Uh, Leslie, good to see you. Good to see you, and thank you for having me. Absolutely. Our pleasure. Thank you for coming in, giving of your time uh, on the UTW podcast. We appreciate it. Just jump right in. You and I talked off air. You have heard some of the interviews uh, from the Alderman, uh, the other Alderman candidates, uh, so you kind of know what's coming. What brought you to Hernando, Mississippi? I have been here since uh, early 70s. We grew up in uh, Bridgetown, so I went to Hernando schools. Uh, my mom was a school teacher here, but I've always knew when I had children that I would want to come back to Hernando. So I lived away for uh, a little while, and uh, when I came back in uh, early 90s, I settled down here and raised my three children here. Born and raised kind of in Hernando, but then lived away for a little while, but came back, just kind of had that feeling, wanted, knew that Hernando was where you wanted to be, you know, to raise your family. Right. Like you said, kind of moved away. What's been your experience from a work standpoint, uh, from a work standpoint in the last, sad to say, 25, 30 <laughs> years? I mean, you know, but, but what, what's been your work experience uh, throughout that time? I, um, I worked at the Maddox Foundation, and I was part of, um, you know, the Crystal Ball just had their 21st sure. year. Well, I was part of the very first Crystal Ball wow. and helped get that going. So when I was working at the Maddox Foundation, I... Um, I got really involved with the community, and I worked. I was a chamber president. I uh, was part of the Lions Club, 
and that's when I started doing all the uh, volunteer work with that. And it was uh, very eye-opening and heartwarming to be able to work with the community and have that job also. Yeah, Derek and I talk sports a lot on this show. Where If you were with the Maddox Foundation, did you do some stuff with the River I Kings did. and everything? I did. I did. I was all part of that, too. How long ago? The, how, how many seasons now has the River Kings not been here or in DeSoto County? Mm, I've been away from the Maddox Foundation sure. for 14 years. I, I started working at the district attorney's office in 2008. So I'm not sure the not year. Sure. When, yeah. But still work at the district attorney's office? I'm still there, and I work with victims, keeping them informed of what's going on with their case. I'm a victim advocate. So that's one of the reasons. Uh, being an alderman and working with people, I'm, I'm, I'm just a good listener, and uh, I, I would be good at getting you know the person that they need help with getting the job done. You right. know what I mean? I'm a, sure. I'm a fixer. I'm, I'm like getting out and, and finding out who can help fix something. Feel like you're a problem solver yeah, and, problem and, solver. and want to be a voice for Ward 5. Yes. That's kind yes. of the goal for your candidacy. I got you. Government experience, if you work with the DA and, and then you also work with the nonprofit, the Maddox Foundation, you have to deal. There's some aspects there where you got to, you know, fundraising and, and dealing with uh, different government issues and stuff there. From your work experience, what do you bring or what do you feel like? I know you just mentioned it, but let's expand on it. What do you feel like you bring to the alderman position uh, that, that may be a, a good part of that? Well, with the district attorney's office, I work closely with law enforcement. So that really, um, I see how important they are. And that, and with us growing like we are, I really think that's going to be top priority, uh, having a good relationship with the chief and talking to the fire chief and the EMS. I mean, that's that's top priority, I think. Uh, my job, I just feel like it brings a lot to the table because I work well with other people. And I just think the board working together along with the mayor, I, I think we just it's just time to get everybody on the same page and get some stuff done off air we mentioned an opportunity i simply asked you point blank if you knew uh miss beth who you're running against right, right. but you said you guys uh, sat down at a uh, republican women's thing just the other day and had a nice conversation yes we did yes we did and and, and i don't i am for hernando and and whoever's in office i just you know i, I think everybody needs to work together if you win maybe by one vote you'll that's, be, right. <laughs> that's right that's exactly. right exactly fast forward to today fast forward to your candidacy what has it been like so far i mean that you've been running for about 60 days or before yeah. the end of the year or, or after uh, a little bit before the end of the little year. bit before yeah. the end of the year you announced your candidacy there what has it been like running for alderman here in hernando it's been very eye-opening. Um, I've been walking. My ward goes all the way to Jefferson, uh, Edgewood, Edgewater, Lee Summit, and then back down Mount Pleasant, wow. all the way down Pontotoc Street on one side of the street wow, and not yeah. the other. Right. So it's been uh, getting the line straight in your head and, and, and walking the neighborhoods has uh, – it's been it's been very rewarding. It has getting out, rubbing elbows, and probably I would assume sometimes you knock on the door and might even recognize somebody. I, like, did. Oh, I, I, did, I did that. I did that yesterday, actually. Exactly. Yeah, I did exactly. So, what made you want to run for uh, Ward Five Alderman? Like I said, I had three children that I raised here, and I want to see people be able to enjoy what I had and was able to raise my kids and and let them have the same experience. They all played ball at the ballparks. I played down there as a kid, and I still have friends from when I played right. and you know going back down there and I coach them and seeing people that's just a good place for people to go and I just want people to have the same experience that I had growing up here your experiences in Hernando whether it be growing up here uh, raising a family here uh, you really want that for the next generation next, 10 yes. 20 years and as we were talking off air you feel like we're at a crossroads from a standpoint of a new board new faces new people at meetings and stuff maybe a good thing Yes, yes. Um, and I have a granddaughter, too. So, I mean, I'm going to see, an, you know, another generation. So it's, 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 it's fun to watch, and I, I just want to be a part of it. 
How old your grand granddaughter? She just turned three in July. Just turned three. I went out, had an opportunity to go uh, on Saturday out there, and my daughter's six. And some of the kids that play with her, oddly enough, are three years old. And man, there's a lot of grandparents <laughs> out at the soccer field right. enjoying the weather and stuff over wait. the weekend. Yeah. Everyone has a platform for running. Everyone has kind of some things that maybe are special to them or something that they're interested in for the city of Fernando when they run for a campaign or run for an alderman seat. What do you feel like is the most important thing that you'd like to see in your four years? Working with the board members, I think, is very important. Like I said earlier, safety and and working with the other department heads and and making sure that they have what they need uh, in their departments, it's crucial right now. Uh, to stay on top of that and property value I think that you know that's the I mean I've heard other candidates say that too but it is your biggest investment is your home and I hope to that we can maintain that and uh, the traffic I mean everybody that drives through Hernando knows that we've we've got to do some things with that so and then the park I mean there's several things that we need to keep on top of but safety and then uh, we really the animal shelter is is top priority too I mean that's on the tipping I think with the community involvement I think we can get there in the next few years and get that done too. So not necessarily one thing in particular that you can pinpoint, but just several things, uh, safety, property value. Um, you know, we heard a gentleman uh, two, three weeks ago mentioned keeper, keep Hernando, Hernando type situation, but just a place that people want to move to, uh, enjoy living at and see their kids maybe, uh, grow up or, or be able, be able to come back. So that's something that's important to you. Yes, it is. So real quick. And, and I say this every time we, uh, we interview with somebody. Uh, so Derek and I went ahead and just beat everybody to the punch because they always mention the small town charm and, and that type of stuff. So everybody likes the small town charm of Hernando, but let's go a little bit deeper. Growth is here and will continue to happen. Knowing that, what is one thing about Hernando that you don't want to see change? The small, I mean, the small town, we got to maintain that. And I think if we have our community involvement and every, I'm going to go back to what my, uh, my dad, my mom married Meredith Walker, and I was part of the Lions Club with him. He's the one that got me going in the Lions Club. And he would, uh, he would actually ride his lawnmower down. I was a single mom raising three kids, so I would. He would ride his lawnmower down to my other, my house on Pontotoc, and he would mow my grass. So one day he got off and he asked me. He said, "You should come to a Lions Club meeting." And I went, "Okay, you know what I'm gonna do? Tell him no." And after, <laughs> so I went to a meeting and I've been in there for almost 20 years now. But he said on the way to the meeting, he said everybody should be involved with one civic group. And so I've just kind of kept that in my head, and I think Hernando has a lot of good civic groups, and I think that Hernando should keep those civic groups going and, and get people involved. That way you do get to know the people in your community. As I was mentioning a few minutes ago, you know, going out on, on Saturday and watching everybody, the kids play soccer, stuff like that, we do get so busy. Uh, Derek and I uh, were, were heavily involved in starting a men's group here in town. So civic groups, I think I, I think Derek's been in – I don't think he's ever served in the Lions Club, or has he? Derek? No, I, don't, okay. I think he, he visited one time. Right, so I don't, I don't think he's been in the Lions Club, but uh, definitely been involved with the Chamber of Commerce, Rotary. Uh, I think he's been president of that multiple times. So, yeah, civic-minded, uh, being part of a civic organization. I mean, you know, the reason Derek and I started this podcast was um, – you know, to bring a light to involvement, city involvement, community involvement. So, man, 20 years with the Lions Club. and started with a guy mowing the grass. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and I was uh, president twice in the last 20 years. So, well, Tell me about the Lions Club a little bit. I, I think I know, but just tell me a little bit about the, uh, the Hernando Lions Club. They have two or three big uh, fundraisers each year. We have a chili cook-off, and then we do the A-Fair, and we sell barbecue. And then we the big thing is pecans, and Meredith was known as the pecan man all over Hernando. He, he did it for years, and he would make sure all the banks, and we would raise a lot of money by selling pecans. Uh, and everybody still to this day, you know, they support us very well. And it pays for a scholarship. We give a Hernando scholarship each year to the high school student. And then we support eyeglasses and hearing aids uh, 
for people. That's right. Uh, cr- across the world, right? Oh, yeah, across yeah, the world. Yeah, exactly. How much is this, if you don't mind me asking, how much is the scholarship that y'all uh, provide it for? It is $1,000 right. for each semester, so 2000 Okay, so $2,000 for a, an outgoing senior. Yes. For the next, to start their college career. That's right. That's and great. then we give the band, the Hernando, uh, the Mississippi State Band, they have two or three students usually out of the Hernando High School who wow. participate in the Lions Band. Well, that's and awesome. they go to all over the world, too. Yeah, absolutely. Derek and I, like I said, mentioned the crew of Fernando, the men's group. We give a, a male scholarship and a female scholarship. Right. Man, that's just so rewarding to um, to, to do that. This and actually, the scholarship is named after my mother now, Sharon Walker Scholarship Lions Club. She was uh, one of the ones that got that, really wanted to have that, and she took care of all the applications, and they'd go over them and, and study them hard and see who needed the, the, the scholarship, and she just loved doing that. Well, that's great. Now that you mention it, because you and I, all fair, we talked about a little bit about meeting. I, I remember hearing your mom's name before, I think maybe when I was at the HPAC, uh, yeah. the HPAC with yeah. the, the, the award ceremony for the high school and stuff. So as we begin to kind of wrap up and get everything kind of wrapped up, again, thank you so much for coming in on Sunday afternoon and, and, uh, and spending a few minutes with me to talk about your candidacy. If you and I were, if you were walking my street and I lived in your ward and I was putting my you know trash can at the, at the street and you were trying to get my vote or Tell me who you are in a couple of minutes. What would that sound like? Hi, I just want to introduce myself. I'm Leslie Beerman, and I'm running for Alderman in Ward 5. I'm a a lifelong resident here in Hernando, and uh, I would like to represent this ward and be a voice for you. The concerns of the growing city I know is a, a concern of everyone. We can work together, the board. The next five years are going to be important, and I know that everyone is concerned about that. I have served on the planning commission and I have experience and I'm well equipped to be your alderman and I look for your support. Appreciate you again coming in. I continue to say it, giving your time, uh, something Derek and I like to do when people are sitting in that chair. Thank you for putting yourself out there for leadership in the city of Fernando. We appreciate that. Win or lose, thank you for at least uh, bringing up new ideas or or just trying to be a voice for, for your award. So we thank you for uh, you and Beth for putting that out for Ward 5. Thank you. Thank you very much. Again, we want to thank Leslie for coming in uh, over the weekend to give her time and sit down with Matt and to, to share her message. Uh, we uh, look forward to, again, uh, the, the race between her and uh, Beth Ross, who will be coming up soon, uh, her interview coming up soon. And so, again, to thank you, and, and as we always like to say, Matt, we thank her for coming in and sharing her time, also putting herself out there for the position. And so, again, Leslie, thank you. Podcast brought to you by Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, mulching, landscaping, and more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. If you're in need of winter cleanup, getting ready for the spring, getting ready for the summer, getting ready for your yard to be the top yard in your neighborhood, please reach out to Richard at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find him on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. That's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. 
I'm a Green King customer. I can attest that they do a great job. We're out here just last week uh, doing the kind of the pre-emerge, putting the green dye on my yard so it looks kind of green even though it's not green. So we do appreciate all that they do. And if you want that to be your yard also, you can reach them at 662-892-8419. Again, 662-892-8419 or their website, greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. Derek, we joke each and every week when we do our special episodes that when these people are done running for an alderman, they may be looking for a vacation. And if they're looking for a vacation, they can reach out to Magical Destinations of Hernando. Whether it's that trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, or that tropical getaway, Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher can help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get you the best rates with headache-free planning. As I mentioned on yesterday's podcast, had the opportunity to talk with Sue Ellen earlier this week, and she said now's the time to start planning for summer, but now's also the time to start planning for fall, maybe even as far out as Christmas. If you have family plans and would like help planning your vacation, reach out to Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher at 662-469-6304. That's 662-469-6304 or Find them on Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. That's Magical Destinations Unlimited on Facebook and Instagram. I want to say thank you again to Leslie for coming in and visiting with me this past Sunday uh, regarding her candidacy uh, for the Alderman 5 seat here in the city of Fernando. But now we're going to turn our attention to the other candidate, Miss Beth Ross. I sat down with Derek for a few moments on Monday, and so we're going to go to her interview now. This morning, we'd like to welcome in Beth Ross. Beth is a candidate for Ward 5 in Hernando. Good morning, Beth. Good morning, Derek. Thank you for having me. Kind of what we're doing with every candidate. We want to start it off. What brought you to Hernando? My parents moved here with me in the summer of 1964, so that ages me. I was seven weeks old. My dad joined a law firm, and I have lived here ever since, graduated from Hernando, raised my family here, and... I had just have a long-term desire to be a part of the planning for Hernando. I've seen a lot of changes since 1964. <laughs> of course, I was a baby then, but right. anyway, I've seen a lot of changes. It was probably about 2,500 residents in Hernando at the time. I've seen so many changes, but I've seen a lot of just our charm stay with the square, the courthouse, all of the shops, keeping some of that historical look and that's very important to me so basically been here your entire life minus seven weeks um, <laughs> that I'm, I'm sure you don't remember you know growing up here you know, obviously you loved it here obviously you, you chose to stay here between I guess you moving here and you said you graduated from Hernando High School what was your I guess first experience outside of Hernando uh, maybe college work-wise uh, and then uh, of course as you said coming back and, and, and living here after graduation from high school I went to Delta State graduated with a double major, finance, insurance, and real estate. I started working in Memphis right after that. I worked for an insurance company, property, casualty, commercial lines, personal lines, insurance company. Got my feel for the insurance side of it. Started working for the Equitable, which mm -hmm. was an insurance company as well. Remember that. More on the life and the planning side. Started working for a brokerage firm after that, which is, it was Morgan Keegan, no longer Morgan Keegan, it's mm -hmm. Raymond James. But I've been with a bank in our wealth management division since 1998. Wow, so you've been out there 23 years. Yes. Well, good, and so you work now in Hernando, work in and around the Hernando area, the Soto County area. 
I work, my office is in DeSoto County. I handle all of North Mississippi, Grenada, all the way up North Mississippi. I handle Northeast Arkansas and West Tennessee. So I work with customers in our wealth management division. I'm a financial consultant. Mm -hmm. So I work with customers every day going over their goals. What do they need their money to do for them? What are, what are their plans? And I make that happen. Mm -hmm. I research, I plan, and I find solutions for my customers every single day. Well, that kind of leads us into the next question. So from your work experience, and obviously you've chosen to run for alderman, leading into the alderman position, how does that work experience carry it over to doing what you see aldermen do or what you hope to do as an alderman if you were elected? Well, having 30 plus years experience in the financial services industry as a consultant, working with various types of insurance, various types of customer goals, that gives me the background because I research and I plan my main goal is to meet their needs day in and day out. Retirement planning, passing on wealth, whatever that customer's goals are, that is my job to meet those goals. I'm conservative. We are full service brokerage, so I can go anywhere on the conservative spectrum to the more aggressive spectrum of choices. But the bottom line is, what I do every day is finding financial solutions for folks. With that background, that's what I want to be able to do for this city. When you're looking at smart spending mm -hmm. and you're looking at that financial background and just common sense spending, that's what I have the background to be able to move into this position and I believe move this city forward. Just talk briefly about how important that the finances are for a city. The ins and outs, uh, knowing what to do, knowing how to take what the city can bring in. Of course, it is limited uh, based on you know, mostly sales tax, uh, property tax. Talk about you know how important it is for a uh, city to have a balanced budget when you're looking at trying to decide what's best for the city. Well, when you're looking at the needs of the city, what is that going to take money-wise to just maintain our infrastructure, maintain our safety, our fire, our police, our ambulance. What are we going to need to maintain the cost, the training? We don't want to be a training ground and then we lose mm -hmm. these valuable police, fire, first responders to our surrounding cities. Agree. We don't want that. We want to be able to afford the best, train the best, and keep them here. That takes money with rising cost, that takes money. Hmm. We've got to be able to budget and plan. When you're looking at a city our size, and we're growing probably a thousand residents a year, we have the tax revenue coming in from the residents, but we need to grow our businesses too. Hmm. That tax revenue added with the residents' tax revenue, we've got to be able to offer the things here that our surrounding cities have. We don't want to look like a South Haven or an Olive Branch, and I right. hear that all the time. We want to be Hernando. We want to be able to afford our needs, but we have a lot of wants here too. I hear a lot of wants. Well, what is it going to cost to get those wants? That's what I do. We're going to look at these things that are important to us, the parks, the animal shelter, the things like that that brings people to this city. Mm -hmm. What is it going to take? Let's have a punch list. What is it going to take to get these things implemented? Get them in place. But the other thing is communication, too. Mm -hmm. Communication, I think, is 
huge. Ward 5 needs a lot of communication and a lot of folks don't really even understand what it takes to get traffic lights or animal parks, I mean animal shelters, parks and rec. What does it take? A lot of folks don't really understand the process. I'm not in a city position right now. I just know what I do every day and just common sense. What is it going to take to get these things to our residents, Hmm. to our city? And spending is very important. And it needs to be wise, smart, conservative spending that's moving in the right direction. I guess, you know, it sounds like you're pretty passionate about some of that. What made you want to run for alderman? I guess what kind of sparked the idea? Uh, And then what makes you the better candidate? What made me want to run for alderman? Now, I ran four years ago against an incumbent, lost by 45 votes, And I guess some people might want to sit back and go, well, you know, I gave a good run. Mm -hmm. Well, there's still things in this city that I want to change. I want to improve. But I'm definitely not a miracle worker. I want to get into this city position. I want to be able to communicate what it's going to take for us to get these wants. What is it going to take to be able to afford our needs? That comes first, our safety. That is very important to me. Living in this small town and keeping our children safe, our families safe, that's very important to me. So looking back, I guess growing up here when it was just 2,500 residents here and watching everybody grow and change and we're busting at the seams in certain areas and we're wide open spaces in other areas. Mm I want to control and have a say-so in our growth. I want things to aesthetically look nice. Mm -hmm. So when someone is driving up or down north or south I-55 and they say, you know what, that's a neat town. I want to go in and check it out. And then they end up raising a family here. That's what we want. Or that's really a great place I'd like to start a business. Mm -hmm. We want to be able to welcome that, those folks that are opening businesses. We want to make it easier for them to have that dream here. And we want to welcome those tax dollars and those families. How does that mean? What what do you think about translating all that makes you the better candidate because of your past experience? or? Well, I think with my background, I think that no one on the board right now has my background. No one running has my background. The fact that what I do daily is research and planning and finding financial solutions for my customers, there's nobody that has what I have to offer this city. I'm a conservative candidate. I'm a true conservative voter, and I believe that we want to keep that in our city. Mm -hmm. I believe I have a lot to offer, not only because of my financial background and what I've done for years and my goals, but just because my heart is in this city. I have no plans of going anywhere else, and I want the best while I'm here. I want the best for my children. I want the best for everyone else. A lot of us feel the same way because we're here, we're living here, we chose to live here, but I would have loved for my kids to come back and choose to live here. Right. Um, and, I, of course, your family did. I um, mean, your parents moved here, and then you decided to come back and live here. 
Uh, and I think that uh, we all want the same thing. And at least, you know, of course, they live their own lives and they have their own choices, but at least they have the opportunity to move back here because it is a good, viable choice. Uh, and I think that's very important. I agree. So, everybody, you know, everybody has a platform for running. You've mentioned some of the things. You've mentioned safety. You've mentioned, you know, how people have talked about the parks and the animal shelter and other things. We'll let you kind of mention your platform at the end. But if you only had one thing that you could be guaranteed to have done in the next four years, so one thing off your platform, one thing you really want to push for, what is the one thing that you would want to see done? I want to see some of these projects finished. There's money sitting there for the animal shelter. There are plans I just want to see some things finished. I'm a doer. If something gets started, what's the holdup? Mm-hmm. Let's move through. Let's see some things finished. I don't like a lot of bickering on the board. I don't like a lot of back and forth. If the money's there, the plans are being made, they're talked about, what's the holdup? I want to finalize some things. And then let's move to the next one. Mm-hmm. Because there's always going to be something else. We have to look at our infrastructure. Our roads are crumbling in, I know, my neighborhood. And maybe that's not one thing, that's two. But we've just got to see some things push through. We can't just keep our head above water financially year to year. We've got to be able to do something. Everyone loves, obviously, the small town charm of Fernando. We, we've talked to all the candidates, of course, want to keep that small town feel. But, you know, growth is here. We've talked about um, the, the growing needs uh, that we have, the growing needs, a lot of the wants that people have stated both in social media and in person. Um, and, of course, we know it continues to happen. So what is one thing about Hernando that you don't want to see changed? I don't want to see the safety. I feel safe. Now, of course, it's not like the Hernando of the 60s and 70s. Right. We're larger city, but I don't want to give up that safety. You know, I see some of our other cities bleeding into Memphis. I don't want to feel fearful in my neighborhood. I don't want any of our neighborhoods to become high crime. And I mean, there's crime everywhere. We're going to have it because the more residents you have, it's just going to have, it's just going to happen. It's statistics. It's statistics, correct. But I don't want to give up safety. I love, of course, yes, the small town charm. I mean, that's what everybody wants. Everyone, I feel like we all want the same things, but how are we going to get it done? Correct. And with that safety, we, like I said earlier, we don't want to be a training ground and we lose our top officers to other cities because we can't afford to pay them what they are worth. That's very important to me. We've got a wonderful force now. They're more than just keeping us safe. They are good, they're giving, and they are servants to the community. And that's what I want to continue to grow. And I want to continue to offer that safety because I feel like that's where we shine as a city. I mean, you know, again, we are going to grow. Small town charm is great. But, you know, making people feel safe, no matter if it was, you know, 20000 or 200000 I mean, that's a that's huge for a community and will make it will attract people just on its own. Right. I'm trying to do similar questions for every candidate. And so what we'll allow on the candidates to do at the end uh, is just kind of give, you know, just have a, a couple minutes, two or three minutes maybe to talk through kind of your platform, kind of give your, you know, mini campaign speech uh, about, you know, why the residents of Ward 5 should choose you and should vote for you uh, come April 6th. Well, my platforms, like I have spoken earlier today, is smart spending Proper planning is one of my largest focus. 
we're going to grow. I know a lot of people talk about, I don't want this town to grow anymore. There's too many people here already. (laughs) Well, I mean, we're going to grow. We just need the smart growth. We need things placed, businesses placed, where it's going to keep the look and the flow of this city and the traffic. I mean, people gripe about that too. Mm -hmm. But we need to keep growing our businesses. That tax revenue is what's going to be able to buy and fund not only our needs, but our wants. Mm -hmm. And I want to see our city grow and get all these things that people say they want. They want better parks. They want an animal shelter. I, I mean, we have to do these things. We've got to be able to financially break it all down and start doing some things and stop bickering about it and just do it. Mm-hmm. I'm a doer, and that's it. I plan, I research, and I find a way to do it through grants, private funding, whatever we need to do. We need to take care of this. I'm tired of hearing about it, and I think everybody else is too. So I feel like me being on the city board with my financial background and with my do-it type attitude, Mm -hmm. that's why I feel like I am a very strong candidate. I research, I plan, I get things done. I am the only true conservative that's running in Ward 5. I have the background to get things done. I'm smart enough to know that I cannot fix everything in this city, but I'm hard-headed enough to try. All right, well, th- thank you for that, and I think the you know, good, good summation of the points that you have and what you're trying to get across, so hopefully that everybody's listening, especially those in Ward 5, will take both what uh, Leslie said earlier in the show and then uh, what, what you've said and kind of go through those and uh, decide, you know, what is the best candidate for Ward 5. Beth, is there a website or a Facebook page that people can go to to find out more information about your campaign? My Alderman page is Beth Roan Ross for Alderman Ward 5, and then, of course, I have my personal Beth Roan Ross page. That's my personal Facebook page, but anyone can reach out to me, send me a private message. I'm willing to talk to anybody. I've been on the campaign trail. I've talked to so many nice residents in Ward 5, and I plan on talking to many more and getting everyone's ideas on what is important to them, and that's what's important to me. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on. And like we taught all the candidates, thank you for putting yourself out there. Uh, thank you for wanting to be a servant of the city and for the, the residents of the city of Fernando. We just really, you know, it takes a lot of guts. It takes a lot of uh, you know, fortitude. It also takes a lot of, you know, time. Time would be a time away from your family if you were elected, time away from your family now uh, having to campaign. So we just want to really thank you for just putting yourself out there. And we really do appreciate you coming on today on the UTW podcast. Thank you very much, Derek. I've enjoyed today. Thank you to both candidates for coming in and visiting with the UTW podcast, getting their message out, telling the constituents of Ward 5 why they should be your choice for the upcoming elections. Look, if you enjoy the special episodes, if you enjoy what we do each and every Tuesday and Friday, look us up on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. More importantly, if you enjoy our show, share it. If you enjoy, if you have a candidate that you like in Ward 5 or any other candidates that we've interviewed so far, share our episode, whether it be on Facebook, Instagram, share it with your neighbors, share it with your friends and family. Help us get our message out there to the Hernando residents and to the Hernando constituents about the UTW podcast. 
If you are not a resident of Ward 5, be sure and look back. We have interviewed candidates for Ward 1, Ward 3, Ward 4, and upcoming will be Ward 6. The candidates for the Alderman at Large will sit down with us. Hopefully the mayoral uh, candidates will sit down with us uh, soon as well. So the upcoming candidates for Ward 6, the Alderman at Large candidates, please reach out to us at underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com. That's underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com so we can line up your interview. Well, Derek, if that's all, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. Thank you.